When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is book 56. And it is Lost at Sea. Oh my goodness, the drama, the intensity, it's all here. <laughs> so much drama. There's literally a shipwreck. Like uh, it's it's so exciting. I just I can't wait. <laughs> there's a there's a wild animal, I'm not even gonna get into that yet, because I don't want to spoil it, but it's uh, it's very, very dramatic. It is all go. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so we might as well dive straight in with taglines and blurbs. And the, the cover tagline is Will Elizabeth ever see Jessica again? For once, (laughs) the answer is yes. (laughs) I mean, it is only book 56, so like, yes, yes, she will. (laughs) I mean, there's not really much dramatic tension in the whole will Jessica die question. Like, Mm, we know it's not going to happen. They try to trick us every so often with a dream sequence, but we never Uh, buy it. (laughs) Oh, no, just a cheap trick. A cheap trick, (laughs) which I, I, for one, don't appreciate. No, <laughs> it's not going to work on us. <laughs> um, so what's the back tagline? Oh, well, it's a one word one. So, you know, the impact is there and it is shipwrecked. Oh, well, literally they are. It's Truly, yeah, there's no lie detected. <laughs> OK, well, the, the blurb is, uh, is suitably dramatic and not too spoilery, which I'm quite pleased by. Yeah, it's nice, a nice change. <laughs> yes. In recent times, they've sort of been giving us half the book in the spoilers, two thirds of the book. But this is uh, quite um, just a nice little teaser. Mm. OK. It's a beautiful sunny day when a group from Sweet Valley High sets sail for a special science field trip. Jessica Wakefield is looking forward to a few hours of sunbathing and flirting. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. While her twin sister Elizabeth can't wait to get to deserted Anacapa Island to study the marine life. Oh, God. <laughs> Just typical. <laughs> so typical. I mean, basically both their personalities are summed up. In a nutshell, yeah. yeah. Neither of them could have imagined the nightmare the trip will become. On the way back from the island, a violent storm sets in and the group is forced to abandon ship in the middle of a raging sea. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. Then, when the lifeboat carrying Jessica and Winston Egbert capsizes, they disappear 
into the fog. God. Oh, got them. Oh, no. <laughs> After the storm clears, Jessica's life preserver turns up. And then the Coast Guard, soon the Coast Guard spots the missing lifeboat, but it's empty. Will Jessica and Winston ever be found? Oh, man. This is a really good blurb, I have to say. They've built the tension. Like, I'm in. Yeah. And there's no lies. Uh, (laughs) there is some real tension I mean up to a point because we all know that you know they're not going to kill off Jessica and it's very unlikely they'll have a book where Jessica staggers out of an island with a dead Winston on the beach (laughs) they're not going to go there but still we know there's going to be drama and there is there is drama everywhere even on the cover oh my goodness yes speaking of the cover (laughs) please describe it i would be only too happy to um yes yeah, so it's it's jessica uh mm. on the cover uh, no sign of winston which is maybe for the best um mm. she is poor jessica she is so sad and so miserable <laughs> she is standing like holding her arm with a really sad face on her uh she's clearly like just been marooned on this island we can see some palm trees and a nice oh. uh, clear clear ocean behind her we've actually got some scenery in the background which i, I always know. enjoy me too it's rare nice to, yeah change it up from the kind of mottled you know school photo background uh, <laughs> which is so james matthew's sh- usual choice <laughs> He went loose on this one. It's great. Um, yeah, so she's she's soaking wet. She's wearing her little gauzy shirt, which does get mentioned. So we have some amount of accuracy in what she's wearing on the cover. Not all the way. No. The shirt is there. She's wearing like this like blue and white stripy top. It's very nautical. I'm into it. Yeah, uh, so me too. It's also, it. it's also not what she's actually wearing when this happens. But um, but no. I guess a soaking wet a soaking wet teenager wearing hardly anything at all probably wasn't really the right move for this oh, book either. Yes, so, good point. You know. Yeah, <laughs> a slightly different impression. <laughs> exactly. Yes, but uh, but she still has her lavalier on. Not even a shipwreck was part her from the lavalier. So that's God no, or her reassuring, <laughs> or her blusher. Yeah, she does have a slight case of the old panda eyes, which is understandable given that oh. she's just after swimming for hours to get to a deserted island so you know there's a bit of a little bit of messiness in her makeup which is also a nice touch oh that is true and her hair mm. obviously it's not in its usual uh sumptuous waves that's it it's usually much more of like a bouffant kind of <laughs> sitch isn't it there's no no fluffiness here at all but it's actually you know it's actually quite nice <laughs> she's got like beachy waves and uh you know it actually it looks quite good it does actually yeah um yeah. she's and she's uh she's rocking it though though as you say her poor little face is very sad Yes, as my mom would say, she has some puss on her. Oh, she certainly does. <laughs> yeah. Well, she is. Mm. She, it's a far cry from what she's like at the in the opening scene because the book begins with Jessica posing in front of the mirror, where we're told she has been for twenty minutes, just yes. amazing you know, at herself. Th- that is quite a length of time to be staring at yourself. Yeah, even for her, I think. It's yeah. quite, uh, quite extreme. <laughs> She's in full budgie mode. Yeah, <laughs> she really is. Just put a mirror near her to be yeah. happy as a clam, entertained for days. Yes. Uh, so Liz reminds her that she's going on a science trip, not entering Miss Teenage America. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, Jessica says that uh, she sees this science trip as a chance to work on my dad and a chance to work on Ken Matthews. Oh, you leave Ken alone. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, like one thing I do love is that when Jessica announces her atten- intention to bag Ken, pretty much everyone's reaction is like, really? 
Are you sure? But, but like, didn't you already? No. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Because <laughs> Liz is like, since when are you interested in Ken again? And Jessica says, since I checked out the list of people signed up for the field trip and he was the cutest one on it. <laughs> Matter of factly. Fantastic. <laughs> she really cannot be on her own for like uh, 24 hours. I mean, she just needs to get some sort of her clutches into some man and it's like the best of a bad lot. Yeah, even an afternoon cannot be passed without her eye on somebody, it's gas. No. Um, and uh, there's actually, we get the classic twin comparison, including a reference to AJ. Didn't think we'd ever hear from, uh, um, well, we don't hear from him because he's not in the No, but, but he's I, mentioned, which is which is more than any of us expected, I think. Very much more. <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly didn't. Uh, but it's also a reminder about how Jessica just learned, she just wants her freedom to flirt. And basically, Ken will have to do for now. Whoever he's being, yeah, for a guy who's usually on the subs bench, it's like, Ken, it is time to shine. You're being called onto the pitch. Let's go. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Oh, uh, poor Ken. Ken. I, I literally say, poor Ken. She doesn't, she's not good enough for him. He deserves oh. so much better. I love Ken. So much. And, and really, I mean, I'm almost disappointed in him that he gets his head turned, spoiler alert, by her nonsense. Yeah. But, you know, it is Jessica after all. And he is, you know, he's our lovable himbo. So this is just not that unexpected, really. <laughs> true, true. By the way, we are told that, uh, well, of course, Jessica is going on this trip because she was doing so badly in chemistry. Mr. Russo made her. Uh, but we're mm. told that Liz is going, even though, of course, she gets straight A's in chemistry. She just is interested in marine life. Oh, she's so boring. God. Also, why is a chemistry trip or class trip to this island it sounds like it should be like botany or oh biology know. yeah yeah because it's a yeah they call it a marine biology field trip but yeah mr russo's the chemistry teacher isn't he yes and we are told it is the chemistry class field trip so oh for god's sake i know <laughs> i mean it wouldn't have taken much to make that class biology i'm, I'm sure really nothing no yeah i mean because yeah, i'm sure he just teaches you know science in general as a subject and probably <laughs> could do both classes so like just a throwaway line would have taken care of this exactly yeah. just some sort of internal logic Kate William. Uh, so uh, anyway, Liz um, is is eager to get going and look at some sea and enemies. Or well, I don't know. I didn't do marine biology. And she, she, she fish. Ur- I don't know something. Some creatures in water. She urges Jess to hurry up, and Jess emerges in quite an outfit. I presume it is going to wait until the end for the full I glory. Think, yeah, I think it'll have to. Like, it's not. Um... Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, we can hold off. Yes. All we need to know, because it, does, it is slightly relevant later, is that uh, it involves a gauzy shirt. Yes. Uh, yes, that's the one that's on the cover. So, yeah, that uh, that does end up being kind of, well, not important, but it, 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 it comes up yes. pretty frequently. It plays <laughs> yeah. a role. And yes. uh, she's like, oh, um, I'll uh, I'll keep this on until I'm away from Mr. Russo's gaze. And not, not by the way, that Mr. Russo is a perv. It's more that, like, she is... Not wearing very much clothes. And the gauzy shirt is kind of necessary to preserve some sort of... Some modicum of, like, this is a school trip after all. Exactly. Like, yeah. And this is all, look, I don't care if you're in your underwear. We have to go. Otherwise, this is... <laughs> She practically is, like, let's face it. Good point. Yeah. And I, I like that when they finally get to the quayside, Mr. Russo is all like, well, I see we're all finally here at last. <laughs> and is, like, giving them the old stink eye. As well, 
Yes, the Wakefields never. <laughs> and um, Jessica joins Lila, who can't believe that Amy has managed to wangle her way out of the trip. And neither can I. This seems... Yeah, same. Like the whole time that she was getting ready to go, I was like, hang on, where the fuck is Amy? She's supposed to be going on this thing too. Yeah, it turns out she just said she had a uh, some sort of family thing and she's planning on spending the be- a day on the beach with Bruce, who she's mm. clearly trying to... Get her claws into again, and she's uh, still on that train. Yeah, yeah, and it turns out that instead, you know, because she still has to make up the chemistry thing, so instead of going on the trip, she has to write a five-page essay, which is way worse than just going on a boat to an island. Just go to on the trip, like yeah, it's kind of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's really not worth it to spend the day at the beach with Bruce. I'll tell you that much. No. Definitely not. Um, so Le- Lila is horrified by the state of the boat. Uh, Without with justification, given what happens later, as we said. I know. At, fir- at first, I thought this was just Lila being really picky, but like she was right, you know, yes. as as our queen generally is. <laughs> Indeed, she's got some good moments in this book. By the way, yeah, uh, we get a reminder of her riches and how um, she uh, she for her usually a boat ride is Caribbean cruise and an ocean liner. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jessica has no has no time for for Lila's whining because she's basically determined to make the most of it. And by make the most of it, we mean put the moves on Ken. <laughs> and she claims, she tells L- Lila this. And again, Lila's like, Ken? Really? Yeah. Everyone is just so like, really? <laughs> Him? <laughs> she literally says, oh, Jess, he's such old news. Can't you do oh. any better than that? And Jessica <laughs> looks around and says, brain not. Oh, God. And she says, no, I assure you I've given this some thought. It's Ken or no one. Yeah. And in fairness, she does say Aaron Dallas and Tom McKay are taken. And, you know, generally that has not stopped her before. So at least she's actually making some efforts to not actually steal anybody's man. Yeah. (laughs) She's growing. Lila's like, oh, you didn't waste any time after AJ. And um, Jessica's like, I am. I'm AJ and I are ancient history. It's been ages. In, I mean, a week, maybe? 10 days? I don't know. It's not long. Maybe. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, uh, Mr. Russo says it's time to get into teams. And of course, this Jessica sees this as an opportunity to get her, uh, get her hooks into Ken again. Uh, he's hanging out with Aaron and Winston. But then it turns out that Mr. Russo is choosing the teams and Jessica is not happy. She sure isn't. Yeah, I suppose her theory is that if she just kind of snakes her way over to where Ken is standing with the other guys, <laughs> that's for them straight away. And he'll just be like, you guys be a group. But no. Yeah. So he, uh, it seems kind of random. Uh, yes. However, he's grouping them up. But um, yeah, so Jessica anyway ends up in a group with Winston, Lois Waller and Randy Mason. And we're told that Lois is shy and chubby. She has been mentioned in it before with she has. Yeah, I went back to see because I was like, was there any more about her that we knew? And it was in Heartbreaker. She turns up like really, really briefly. And it's only so Liz can tell us how much she doesn't like her, basically. <laughs> yes, because basically she's uh, chubby and, uh, and and annoying, we're told. Yeah. Uh, that's her role. I can't believe they never gave her a whole book because she is actually uh, most of the randomer background people get their own book at one stage. And I don't think she does. Not that I can think of, yeah. yeah. Well, we're told that she had about as much personality as a marshmallow. Oh, God. <laughs> Harsh words. I mean, this is from Jess's point of view. But... Well, look, yeah, true. And uh, then uh, the other team member is 
nerdy Randy Mason. Yes, and this was the guy that she tricked into changing her grade by like hacking into the school computer that time. Yes, so you'd think that she'd sort of recall that they've had some interactions. And if I remember right, uh, right, I think he might be playing a role in the next book. Oh, okay. So um, maybe he's being seeded here the way they seeded in Shelley um, in the Mm. book beforehand. Uh, But obviously this is like... Jessica is enraged by this, but she decides that, uh, you know, they're going to be on the boat for an hour or whatever, so she can perv on Ken for a while. And uh, they get in the boat. Mr. Russo goes through the buddy system, so they're going to have, you know, uh, somebody to team up with in case of an emergency. And he shows them where the life jackets are. The life jackets that they should clearly all be wearing the minute they get in the boat. I was thinking this too. Yeah, I was like, why aren't they all immediately put into life jackets? That seems pretty standard for getting on a boat. I would like, think. Anytime. Yes. Yeah. I have to say the safety procedures on this boat are shoddy at best. Yeah, not great. This captain, um, <laughs> how much of a captain is he really? <laughs> I think he's somebody who just found a boat. I was like, I guess I'll start taking out groups of school children. Just like for- found a boat, like bought a hat, was like, yeah, yeah. that's me ready to go. <laughs> I'm a man of the sea. Well, um, <laughs> Jessica couldn't care less about safety procedures because she literally whips off her gauze shirt and announces that it's, quote, time for some sun and fun. Oh, yes. Oh, it sure is. She's a woman on a mission. Oh, my God. Very, very much so. Um, so she uh, she's ready to, to sort of slide on over to Ken but then who should appear to put a spoke in her wheel but Winston uh, yes Winston decides to take the whole body system to some extreme lengths really this whole time very much so he he is uh, pretty annoying he is yeah and I know Winston's usually like a good natured kind of goofball but in this I was just like he is a dose in this book <laughs> Oh my god! Well, on the boat. I mean, later he very much yes, on the boat. Himself. But yeah, um, yes, he's uh, basically every time she tries to make a move on Ken or get a little bit closer to him, Winston will pop up, going, "Hey, buddy!" Um, exactly. Yeah, and just start annoying her. And I think what I actually wrote was, "Winston is a pain in the arse, but also Jess does deserve this." So it's kind of like, <laughs> mm, who do I root for here? True. <laughs> oh, it's a complex question. Um, I guess I'm always inherently on the side of somebody who is. Um, fucking up Jess's plans. So <laughs> Very true. Annoy on, Winston. Annoy yeah. on. Do your thing. So, uh, sometime later, Winston cries, Land ho! Because they reached the <laughs> island. It's like, was he talking about Jessica? Oh, or was he talking about Oh, bravo. Bravo. <laughs> I think we're meant to think he's talking about the island, but you know, I like oh, okay. interpretation better. So let's go with that. <laughs> well, uh, she can't wait to ditch this crew of nerds and do some sunbathing when they hit shore uh, because um, it turns out that the island is literally a tropical paradise. Yeah, it sounds amazing, to be honest. Oh my God, it really does. It's There's like sugar white sand, there's pools, there's a jungle of exotic plants. So um, their, their challenge is to look at the tide pools, or the first challenge. And she thinks she's going to be able to just sort of skive off while the rest of them are doing this. But um turns out that each te- team has to have a scribe. 
Mm, yeah, it seems a bit unfair that one person has to do all the writing when everyone else just like names things. Yes, but that's how they're doing it. Very, very unfair. <laughs> yeah, one person, um, as you said, does the writing and then has to present it to you know their findings to everybody. Yeah, like they're having to carry a lot of this project in fairness. Pretty much all of it. Um, so of course Jessica is the team scribe, and this means she can't sneak off. Yeah. Um, so they go to a tide pool. Winston's still goofing around. He falls into the pool, literally just at the moment where Jessica is starting to uh, kind of wonder at nature's beauty. So. That's it. She's almost on the verge of actually getting into this. And then Winston just wrecks it by like falling into the pool and like, you know, disrupting everything. And she can't see anything because the water was all perfectly clear before. And it's like, damn it, Winston. I know. Come on now. His timing yeah. is, uh, is not great. She's like, oh, I don't know what Maria sees in you. And she thinks that you'd rather <laughs> date a guy with no sense of humour than too much. Mm, no. Mm, no. no. <laughs> I mean, You're on there, Jessica. <laughs> I think all she really wants from a boyfriend is somebody who admires her and brings her tributes. So mm, I don't think, you know, true. entertaining conversation is very important to her. It's not high up on her list of priorities. That is true. Uh, so they take a break as they wait for the water to settle down after Winston sort of stirred up all the sand in the in the pool. And Jess sees this as an opportunity to catch the rays with Lila. But then Winston, who should pop up with throwing seaweed around? But Winston. Yep. He's, he is being quite annoying. And then he tries to, but he's actually, he is trying to do the, the research work. Like he's got the sea, uh, he's splashing seaweed around because it's part of the, you know, the local flora and fauna. Um, and she literally runs away to Ken and is starting to flirt. But then she notices that the people facing her were, seem to find something amusing. Yeah, they're all like on the verge of laughter. And she's like, "What? oh shit, what's going on? And uh, yeah, she can feel something moving on top of her head. And in oh. fairness, I'd probably freak out if this happened to me. Oh my well. God, I would be screaming. Yeah, Winston put a hermit crab on her head. So it's like all tangled up in her hair. And obviously she screams and like bats at her head and everything when it flies off. And it's just, uh, he makes a show over basically. But like, I would fucking flip out. Oh, so well die entirely. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. No. Uh, Winston, you've gone too far. Though actually he does yeah. apologise for all this later. And sort of, so, you know, just a bit of preemptive uh, excusing of Winston. Um, True. So, uh, yeah, Jess feels she can't impress Ken because she's coming across as a class clown herself. Oh, no. <laughs> worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and then Winston gets even worse because it's just, he's just being ridiculously annoying because they have to do, um, they've finished on the pool and then they have to, they're given sort of a space, like a 10 metre by 10 metre or something um, of undergrowth and they have to examine and list the flora and fauna there but Winston climbs a tree and starts like, throwing coconuts around I don't know what he's up to I, what the fuck like yeah just come on to yourself will you like you're being like a <laughs> toddler showing off yeah and like it's one thing like just annoying Jessica because that is kind of funny but like he's also just kind of slowing you know he's not actually doing the whatever research they're meant to be doing and he's just Messing. wasting people's time exactly yeah. So they finally, they get it all done and they go back to meet the other classmates to present their findings. But it looks like they're going to have to wait to do that back in, in the mainland because the sky is darkening. Mm, yeah, so the captain wants to uh, try and beat the rain, ho rain home. So they're going to postpone the, uh, the wrap-ups and presentations until they're back on shore. Yes. So they set off across uh, the waves and Jessica is enjoying the, the bumpy ride so to speak because because uh, <laughs> she's snuggling up to Ken yeah and uh, she's getting very very flirty 
She is, yeah. She's properly snuggled. I think he has his arm kind of thrown like behind her where she's sitting, but like she's just taking advantage of that and getting rightly close to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's working. Oh, it it's is. working on Ken. They're taking a little <laughs> trip down memory lane. He's reminding her sometime mm. they went and they went to a, a dance in, in when they were sophomores. And uh, like you really need to narrow it down, in fairness. How well, many dances were there in their sophomore year? <laughs> I know. It says homecoming, but I wouldn't be. They seem oh, to have okay. had about five homecoming dancing dances in uh, in their junior year. So, you know, True. I don't really understand yeah. how the dance schedule mm-hmm. in Sweet Valley no. really works. Um, that is a busy committee, let me tell you. <laughs> my god it's basically a full-time job i mean i wonder they all have to go on these like remedial um catch up uh extra credit classes classes, (laughs) they're not actually going to any normal lessons just too busy organizing um various tournaments and crowns and galas so um and just as jessica reminds um ken of a time that they shared a kiss at the beach disco Ken uh, it's it's definitely working on Ken because he starts to ask her to a party Bruce is planning yes at the party when something happens yeah he's it's very dramatic. He's cut off mid-sentence because the Maverick, which is their boat, I don't know what we say it was called the Maverick. Oh, good name. Good name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it hits a huge swell <gasps> and the, the wave caught the small boat broadside. So water actually washes across the deck yes. uh, and soaks everybody, which does sound kind of scary. Oh, properly yeah. scary. Um, and uh, then they realise there's like a thick fog building up around the boat and, mm-hmm. and another wave hits and the boat starts to fill with water. Oh my God. Yeah, this boat is a piece of shit. Lila was totally right. Yeah, she really was. And also Captain Morriston 100% is not a real captain because again, as we said earlier, it's time to abandon ship and they all have to get their life jackets and there is a mad rush for the life jackets, which clearly they should be wearing already. This is why you wear it as soon as you get on the boat. (laughs) So he's kind of radio uh, for help. And uh, meanwhile, Ken helps Jessica into a bright yellow life jacket and she's like oh, I'm getting up close and personal with Ken while he puts my life jacket on we're going to sinking ship because nothing can stop her horniness it's like number one driving motivation I mean is the horniness yeah. above survival so you know that's not I wouldn't have thought that that uh, you know in the, in the hierarchy of, uh, of needs I would have thought one's life might come towards you know getting Ken's hand down your life jacket <laughs> but apparently not not in this case no, not with Jessica she has her own priorities and Mr. Russo said it's two to a lifeboat so I don't know how many fucking lifeboats they have like it's it's a very oddly yeah. provisioned ship and also these are tiny little lifeboats yeah it's weird also it doesn't seem like the safest child protection policy to just go right just two kids in each lifeboat from the Pacific <laughs> Off you go. Good luck, lads. <laughs> <laughs> You've got oars. You'll be grand. Because um, oh they are very far from shore. Like, you can't see shore. They're not like they're on the Aran Islands or something. What actually the Aran yeah, Islands? Yeah, yes. A bit further. But, um, yeah, like, if you're on the Blasket Islands or any of the Irish islands, you can usually see the mainland. But they are... S- That's it. They're proper. Yes, it's like open sea. Like, cause it's an, it was like an hour of a boat ride, I think, wasn't it? To yeah. get out to, to the island. So it's... a very distance-like, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yes, they're just going to be left uh, in their life boats. And as we find out, this does not work out so well because they're paired up in their buddy system. So, of course, Jessica is in a is, is in a um, 
lifeboat with, with Winston. And mm. Liz is with Aaron Dallas. But it turns out that Aaron has lost or forgotten one of the oars. Yeah, I think when they were grabbing oars, it turns out Winston grabbed three. So there was only one, I think, then for, for Aaron, something like that. I yeah. Um, and uh, so Winston has the spare. But mm. when he tries to pass it to Aaron, disaster strikes. Well, it does, but like not helped by the fact that he stands up in the fucking lifeboat to throw the oar. And it's like, what are you doing, you Egypt? No, <laughs> sit down. Very much a preventable accident. Oh, like completely. So, uh, yeah, the dinghy is on unter- is is turned over, and Jessica and Winston are thrown into the icy waves. Oh man, Jessica is dragged away by the current. Oh my god! Yeah, because she tries to, to to like hang on to the lifeboat, but it's really slippery and slick, and she just gets yeah, as you say, dragged away. And it's like shit. This is really scary. I know, genuinely is. And within seconds, yeah. she has lost sight of everybody else. That's it, because they were all supposed to like in their lifeboats try and just keep the the boat in view as it sinks. I guess <laughs> so they don't like see each other and, and uh, try to keep some manner of formation. But yeah, Jess just gets completely pulled away, and it's all foggy, so she can't see anybody. And I have to give this to her; she is pretty brave. She is, yeah, because she actually like she's scared, but she's like, okay, I'm just going to start swimming, and she says out loud, "I'm not scared. I'm just mad." Winston Egbert, you are without a doubt the world's biggest joke. You just wait until I get to shore and get my hands on you. <laughs> get a bit out. Good for you, Jessica. She's OTG of the waves. So, uh, Delightfully so. So yeah. she's fueled by the pleasing prospect of punishing Winston uh, and she swims off. And meanwhile, Liz is horrified and Aaron, who is insanely blasé is all like ah that'd be grand like yeah, why do you like, think it's this? a storm and they've been knocked out of their lifeboats <laughs> like what part of this is chill to you <laughs> and you can't see them um, yeah. so 30 minutes later the the weather's calmed down and um they're, they can see some of the others in their lifeboats. And Aaron is literally going, ahoy, mateys, as they approach the mm. others. And strange enough, Liz is still worried about her sister last seen plunging into the Pacific. Like, yeah, understandably so. She's not really getting in with the whole fucking pirate talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they uh, the, the, they all gather around in their dinghies around the half-sunk maverick. <laughs> Lila really was right. She was, yeah. <laughs> and they they do sort of a head count and realise that there's no sign of Winston and Jessica. Oh, um, yeah. And Lila goes, oh no, they're drowned. I think she'd be more chill. I don't think she'd be... You would think. Yeah, yeah but she, she's literally wailing. Yes. Like. <laughs> literally wails those words. Um, yeah. So uh, some, of the, some of the gang are like, oh no, it'll be fine. Let's just, we'll find them in a minute. So they all paddle around looking for them. But then Tom McKay finds something in the water. Oh, no. It's uh, oh, it's the bright yellow <gasps> life jacket. And that's the thing. I suppose they mentioned it was yellow earlier because apparently there was only one yes. yellow one and the rest are all orange. So it's definitely Jessica's and it's definitely not attached to <laughs> Jessica anymore. Very much not attached to her. And neither is Winston's baseball cap because Aaron finds oh, it no. in the water. <gasps> Uh-oh. So at last, Captain fucking Marsden radios the Coast Guard for help. Like, I just don't understand why he hasn't done this already, but um, 
This dude, he's such a chancer. Like, as soon as his kid's not accounted for, you think he'd be on the fucking radio immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, at last, Liz is stunned with horror because Jessica is lost at sea. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and the others try to reassure her, but there's no sign of Jessica by the time the Coast Guard turn up to rescue them. So, they have to just go off. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, Jess is flagging and we're told that of course foolishly foolishly indeed she hadn't tied her life jacket properly so it got pulled off her in the oh. water damn it Jessica so yeah she's like yeah you'd be rightly fucked in fairness if you're just there like with no life jacket in the <laughs> middle of the sea with no idea where you're going it's like oh I man, know this is not good yeah. I mean she's clearly got uh, Olympian levels of fitness because she she's lasted for quite some time and she is She's sort of starting to give in to exhaustion. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, understandably. I mean, she is a Wakefield, so she's amazing at yeah. everything, including swimming. But uh, but even even Wakefields have their limits. True. I, I mean, I'd have drowned like 20 minutes earlier, but she is... Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> she is uh, still going, but then she's, she's on the verge of just giving up and sinking to the bottom of the ocean when she sees a tiny island. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's she thinks for a second it's a mirage, like like people lost in the desert Ooh. sea, but uh, but it's definitely land. So yeah, she knows it's it's smaller than Anacapa Island, so it's not that, but it was going to do, and she was going to make yes. it. So she washes up on shore, and then she just crawls to the shade and falls asleep. Yeah, cut to the Casadel Wakefield, where Ned is just coming off the phone, where he's been told that the search is stopping for the night. Oh. And um, Stephen is there with Cara and Jeffy's there for Liz and Alice is being all brisk and like, well, we can't do anything. Let's have cocky, coffee and cookies. But it's on the front. Mm. Oh, definitely. I mean, it would have yeah, to I be mean, because this would be a really weird way I'd to be very worried yeah, if it wasn't. <laughs> um, yes, Liz sees when Alice turns away, she, she sheds a tear and we're told that oh. Liz had never seen her parents look so old before. Oh my God. You know things are bad. <laughs> like Alice doesn't even look like their sister anymore. Oh. This is really serious. Oh my God. The ultimate tragedy. Um, <laughs> so there's sort of an awkward silence and uh, it's it's really, it's, like it's really getting to everybody. So Kara starts joking about how Jess has probably hitched a ride on a passing cruise ship and um you know, these they're probably probably making Winston be like serve her like she's Cleopatra and yeah. they're they're trying to cheer themselves up. Um and it has to be said that after a while they do relax to a slightly worrying degree because we're told that what you know, not long after that, uh Kara's asking about Stephen's college friends, Mr. and Mrs. Wakefield are discussing problems with their filter in the swimming pool. I, this just seems so unlikely. I mean, sure, they're making jokes and thinking of funny things they've done. That's fine. That's totally understandable. But then to just change topic altogether is like, really? I don't think so, guys. Yes, I mean, the joking about Jessica coping mechanism, just then going from like, oh, yeah, we do need to get a new swimming pool filter. Yeah, and like Liz and Jeffrey are comparing assignments for the Oracle. It's like, come really? on. Jessica is literally <laughs> lost at sea. Oh, God. Look. Yeah, this is all... Very unlikely. Luckily, there's a phone call which uh, distracts them. <laughs> we are saved and they are saved by Lila because she's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, it's incredible. So she's asking for news, obviously, which there isn't any of. And then um, 
starts uh, going um, wailing and saying how terrible she feels and how she'll never get a chance to tell um, Le- Jessica that she's sorry. And <laughs> but what is she sorry for? Is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's so good. That's it. Because, like, obviously, like, you know, Liz is her sister, so she's also quite upset. But Lila's like, but what about me? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, she wants to, yeah, she's like, I know you've had your differences. And Lila cuts her off mid-sentence. And she's like, all those times have made her feel inferior because she can't afford as many expensive clothes as I can. (laughs) And she doesn't have her own car or as much jewellery. Like, I'm so much better than her. Oh, no. (laughs) And she talks about all the time we fought over boys and Jessica. And Liz is like, okay, look, Jessica wouldn't want you to be upset. I'm sure she's stolen as many boys away from you as you've stolen from her. That seemed to comfort Lila somewhat. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. I love that. Oh, it's so good that that's what does it and that's what calms her down. And she's like, oh, yeah, we are as awful to each other. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, Lila, you are back with a vengeance these days. <laughs> so good. Oh, she's, uh, that's, I mean, she gets one big scene in this book and she makes the most of it. Nailed it. And Kara, yeah. um, I kind of, after we got that taste of Kara's bitchiness um, mm. recently, um, I'm kind of almost annoyed by Kara being all like, oh, I could guess what Lila was like. It was like, she's your friend, supposedly. True. And sometimes yeah. you're not much better than her. So I wouldn't be so uh, superior about Lila being shallow, Kara. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, everything sort of winds down. Kara goes. Jeffrey and Liz share a little moment outside. And she admits she feels guilty because if they... Oh, yeah, because they did lose the oar. It wasn't actually Winston um, taking Oh, okay, down. yeah. And she thinks if they hadn't, then, you know, Winston wouldn't have given their spa- his spare. Um, and somehow Jeffrey manages to console her very easily. Just like, oh, I'm sure she's fine. And Liz is like, oh, yes, well, maybe she is. I'll see you tomorrow in school. <laughs> Bye. That's all fine then. <laughs> yeah. Quite unconvincing. Um, yeah. But when Liz is back in the house, she just the, the house just doesn't feel the same. Well, no, I suppose the atmosphere is weird, even with all their pool filter talk. <laughs> like there's there's no getting away from the actual situation at hand. We're told that uh, there's you know there's no sound coming from the the Hershey bar because normally there'd the stereo would be blasting and the music would be accompanied by tapping feet as Jessica gave into the rhythm and danced around the bedroom. Like what sort of dancing is she doing? I mean, they made it sound like it was tap dancing, which I'm fully into. <laughs> Just Jessica doing big Gene Kelly routine. Oh my her. God. <laughs> that would make me like her more. Jumping off piles of clothes. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> oh, the mind reels, because there certainly are piles of clothes. We get a little um, picture of the Hershey bar and Liz wonders, will this revolting kip be Jessica's memorial? God, what a shrine. <laughs> a brown room full of space. Delightful place of pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah. So next morning, Jessica wakes up in paradise. Mm, well, she's a bit confused at first because she's like, oh, why didn't anybody wake me? Isn't today a school day? I'm going to miss like my first class. And then she kind of realizes there's sand under her and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> she had been shipwrecked, we're told. No. Um, no. And again, I'm sort of impressed by her, her attitude. She's like, this place isn't half bad. Don't know, she's got a bit OTG again. <laughs> she's like, I'm a castaway. This could be kind of fun. Um, mm, she decides it could be like Gilligan's yes. Island. So she's making she's making the she best is. of it. Um, so she's getting hungry and she uh, she wanders off looking for some food and she hears um, she hears a noise of some 
something moving in the undergrowth. And then she has quite a lot of the uh, racist thoughts. She really does. <laughs> she really does. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, she wonders if there are uh, headhunters, an undiscovered tribe <laughs> of wild people who'd been hidden away from the world for hundreds of years. And when they found her, maybe they would think she was a supernatural being or something and worship her. <laughs> Oh, but like it's you know it's a pity about the racism because it is a great like Jessica Daydream kind oh, of thing. Yes. I mean she she I mean she goes straight to being worshipped as a god. Of course, I love yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> but then she also worries that they uh, will sacrifice her in a barbaric ritual, or because mm, maybe they're cannibals and they oh, eat her. I mean, God, we should be so lucky. They're not. Well, there aren't anybody there. there just spoiler alert: there are no um, indigenous people living on this island, or any people. Yeah, Nobody, not, not off the coast of California yes. in 1980 something. Anyway, that's for sure. Within a you know traveling distance of a small and clearly rackety boat and a swimming <laughs> child. Yes, indeed. Um, so yes, the creature mo- moving through the undergrowth is none other than Winston. Uh-huh. And uh, they're both very relieved to see each other. But of course, Jessica's uh, relief soon turns to to irritation. Uh, she's like, oh, why couldn't it be Ken? <laughs> Once again, horniness wins. Oh, yeah. She'd also rather Ken was like trapped, who the supposed object of her affections was shipwrecked. And uh, it turns out that Winston got there in the lifeboat. He managed to get back into it. And the current brought him there. But um, mm. then uh, he didn't leave the pull the lifeboat high enough up the beach, and so it drifted back off into the sea. Fucking Winston! Now, in fairness, that is infuriating, like because he had oars and everything. Like he did actually row for some of it as well, and then just lost everything. True. But actually, it's probably for the best because if they would not be able to get in a rowing boat against the current all the way back to land. That, so they yeah, almost certainly die. Okay. So it's funny for the best hmm. that they're more likely to be rescued on the island. I guess, um, yeah. So uh, Jessica, is, though, understandably, is enraged, because as far as she's concerned, that's a chance of getting off. And she stomps off, but uh, Winston tries to lure her back with the fish that he's caught with his bare hands. This is wildly impressive. Oh. Like I don't care if they're the slowest fish in the world. <laughs> Catching a fish with your hands—that is supernatural ability. Like what? Multiple fish. He's got—he's got loads. Yeah. And this guy who fell into a tide pool the other day, like, is only able to catch <laughs> fish with his hands. Like, it just seems unlikely. Well, he's—he's uh, he's full of hidden talents because he's even—he's uh, ready to light a fire because there was a, like an emergency pack in the lifeboat, and he sensibly took it out of the lifeboat before falling asleep. So he's got matches and a Swiss army knife and some mm-hmm. other uh, trinkets. But yeah. um, so he's like, come on, I'm going to you know, make breakfast. But Jessica thinks Winston is a pest, a nerd and, and an all round major league bozo. <laughs> She's got quite OTG. Maybe I'm just well, well, you certainly have. To be fair, though, Major League Bozo does lend itself to the OTG cadence. I will give you that. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Um, or definitely does. Um, and uh, she continues to ignore him. And on that bombshell, we might take a break to tell you all about another member of the Headstuff podcast network, which you might recall we are proud members of. Another podcast you might enjoy. And it's by Stephanie Preissner. 
That's right. Yes. So this week you should uh, check out Basically with Stephanie Preisner. And each episode features a chat with a different expert about anything from politics to getting published. Uh, Stephanie has previously spoken to the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, and actual Harvey from the OG Sabrina the Teenage Witch about being a child actor. So definitely check it out. I know, I like it sold completely. Harvey (laughs) Crinkle himself. Good Lord. I know. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you don't really need any more reasons, do you, listeners? So, uh, yes, check it out. And... um, uh, of course, we you know you can follow the rest of the the Headstuff Podcast Network stable at uh, this Headstuff um, on uh, and HS Pod Network on Twitter. My name is Stephanie Preisner, and my podcast is called Basically with Stephanie Preisner, and I have guests on every week who explain things to me because they're experts and I'm not. We've had people like. Pascal Donoghue, the Minister for Finance, explain what it's like to be the Minister for Finance. We've had on Taoiseach, Micheál Martin, explain what it's like to be Taoiseach. Luke O'Neill explained the coronavirus. Uh, a nurse explaining what it's like to get coronavirus. And then loads of things that aren't related to coronavirus at all at all. Like politics and being a child actor. If you like finding out about things, listen to Basically with Stephanie Preisner. And now, back to Sweet Valley. Mm. where Liz is miserably eating a sandwich. She's at school, but she can't concentrate. Yeah, like her parents did say that she could stay home, but she's like, no, no, I'll go to school because I have like a history quiz. And it's like, uh, it just seems like a terrible idea to go to school. Like she's not going to be able to concentrate on anything, but uh, she she gives gives it a go and obviously it doesn't work. Yeah. No. And where is Mr. Collins to give wise counsel? He's he's off stage again. He's missing. And this this is like perfect Collins territory to come in and be reassuring and helpful, but no sign of him. Oh, it's a pity we couldn't have had him on the, on the, um, oh, oh my God, on the boat, like Robert Redford in that film. <laughs> they missed an opportunity here. Damn it. Why couldn't oh it be, a, how, could, how could we have made it into like an English class project to go study marine uh, life? <laughs> writing books about the sea. And, oh, the old man of the sea. Anyway, there you go. Oh my God, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Kate William, you, Francine, you really missed an opportunity mm, there. Mr. I can't believe you gave us Mr. Russo instead of <sighs> Mr. Go. Yeah, nobody cares about Bob Russo. Give me a break. God damn it. Uh, well, anyway, uh, he's, uh, yeah, Mr. Ru- Mr. Collins is completely off. Um, so no one's there to help Liz. And everybody's discussing the incident. And of course, Bruce blames the boat. Rightly so, yeah, I think. Again, we're with him on this. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. Ken claims that he knows a lot about boats. Does he? <laughs> Maybe he does, okay? You leave Ken alone. <laughs> fair enough. He lives near the lake. He, do- he probably does know something about boats. Oh, he does have that lake. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, yes, he is. Uh, he says it could have happened to any vessel. Amy, meanwhile, managed to make it all about her. How she could have, um, you know, how she, she, she was almost on that boat. Oh, it could have been me. <laughs> and then there's a kind of... A scene that really does not ring true to me. So all the lads start feeling really guilty for how they treated Winston, which really doesn't fit in with the last 55 books. No, they make it sound like they were like shoving him into lockers or something. But like, Winston's one of the lads, like, and it's all very, like, good natured. It's not like they pick on him or anything, you know? No, he is fully part of the gang. Like, he's he's in the the, uh, fraternity. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, was it not just a few books ago that he and Ken were wearing matching Bermuda shorts and That's Hawaiian true. shirts yeah, and like, being like, 
party time! <laughs> That's right. Like they're buddies. Like they're all friends. So this is kind of weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but anyway, they're feeling really guilty and they're sort of talking about him as if they'll never see him again. And Liz is like, you know, come on, lighten up, lads. They, you know, we, they could be home right now. But she hasn't heard the latest news. No, yeah. Is it uh, Aaron is like, haven't you heard? And they're like, oh God, heard what? But uh, apparently Maria Santelli was telling them that uh, the Coast Guard contacted the Egberts and probably your parents too, Liz. Oh yeah, they found a lifeboat that they think was Jessica and Winston's drifting around somewhere off the coast. But no Jessica, no Winston. <gasps> so that's really, does not look positive. Sure doesn't, but, yeah. But Liz tries to be optimistic. She's like, well, there's lots of islands around there. I mean, true, but yeah. you know, everybody's sort of like... Yeah, I guess they could still be alive. Yeah, I think she's she's kind of really trying to hang on to some hope here, but everybody else is a bit like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I suppose okay. the more time passes, the less likely it's getting, really. Exactly. Meanwhile, back at the island, Winston is being quite funny, I have to say, because Jessica is just is, has stalked off in a melodramatic rage. <laughs> And Winston is saying really loudly, is like, well, that's the way she wants it. There's enough food here for two, but I guess I'm going to have to, I'll just have to eat it all by myself. Yeah, like he knows full well she's going to come back. So he just makes a big production out of like cooking his fish and everything. He's like whistling cheerfully and kind of just talking yeah. really loud to himself that you'll hear it. It's funny. And uh, he, he, he uh, whistled the Sweet Valley High fight song. Hmm. I can only imagine what that sounds like. I know. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's quite the survivalist. Winston has skills. I'm surprised. Like he manages to like, uh, like cut up fillets out of the the fish. He like puts them in palm leaves, puts them in the fire. And it's like there's a really nice smell coming off them. Like it sounds like he actually knows what he's at. And it's it is very surprising. much so. Yeah. And then he's got like, uh, he's collected oranges and berries and uh, he's, he's feasting and Jessica can see him and smell mm. the delicious food. So finally he wanders over casually and is like, I decided to take pity on you. <laughs> yeah, she reckoned he was going to, yeah, what does she say? Uh, it's, it's totally obvious by the weird way you're acting. You'll totally crack up if you're left to yourself for much longer. So, you know, she's doing him a favour here. <laughs> and Winston actually handles it really well. He he's just, just says amiably, well, thanks for saving me from insanity. Pull up a stone and have some chow. Yeah, it's pretty good. And Jessica knows that Winston sees through her, yeah. her ridiculousness but <laughs> she kind of appreciates that he's being cool about it true yeah it's quite surprising mm. uh, yes and we're told that uh, she admits to herself that in, in if the tables were turned she would have just been hoarding all her food and not letting him have any because she's <laughs> courageous <laughs> can you imagine just her crowded over at the pile of berries and like hissing at him if he comes too close <laughs> 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 I actually really can't imagine that. Yeah. Way. <laughs> At least she knows that is what she'd be like. <laughs> True, bit of self awareness. Well done, yeah. Jessica. So uh, then she's they're kind of having a bit, kind of having fun. Like she's like, "Oh, how can I repay you? I'll do the dishes." And she just throws the palm leaves in the bushes. And, yeah. Um, she's she's in an upbeat mood, and then she goes into one of her trademark ridiculous fantasies. 
which I always appreciate. They're always very enjoyable. Yeah. So what is yeah. this one? She's uh, oh yeah, she reckons a huge. Doesn't matter a minute. If she's convinced they're going to be rescued like five minutes from now, the whole time yeah. they're there. Uh, but yeah, she reckons that uh, a huge rescue boat would pull up on the island, and her parents and Steve would be on board, as well as Ken, perhaps even the mayor of Sweet Valley. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> where did the mayor come from? Sake. <laughs> you joined the rescue effort. <laughs> and then she says there's going to be a statewide holiday mm-hmm, yes. in their honour and yeah. a ticker tape parade. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to happen. And she's uh, so she's chilling. She realises it's perfect tanning time and she uh, she's she just wants to chill. But Winston says, OK, look, we have to start making a signal so we can be rescued sooner um, rather than later. And she's like, oh, yes, we'll spell something out in the sand. He says, no. That's a massive waste of time. We just need something bright and shiny. Mm. And he wants to use this gold bracelet. She somehow managed to keep it her wrist in the ocean. Yeah, she couldn't keep her life jacket on, but she's got her bracelet. That's for sure. Yes. And she just acts like a fucking baby. I know. It's like he's not stealing it or like throwing it into the sea. He's <laughs> using it to make a reflection as a signal. Like you'll get it back. Yeah. She, he is way nicer than she deserves, oh, by the way. Fully. Yes. Agreed. Um, but he points out, look, this isn't a game. This is about survival. Um, and she actually feels a bit guilty. But um, he decides he's going to use the Swiss Army knife. And she realises that, uh, oh, Winston is actually quite cool. Yeah, he's kind of, he's you know, he's taking charge of the situation. And he's, you know, he obviously fed them, which is a pretty good start. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, she would have been, they'd have been starving they, if they were left to yeah, Jessica. Exactly, yeah. So he is actually, he's, he's proving himself quite useful and, uh, and a cool head in this whole thing. Indeed. So a few hours later, Jessica is demanding lunch because uh, <laughs> Winston, Winston has just been scoping out, uh, out the island and he says it's not that big, but he found a stream and seems to have got a lot of fruit. And Jessica uh, is excited at the thought of losing some weight on the island diet. Oh, grim. Like there just had to be some weird body issue stuff, didn't there? Like... <laughs> of course. Why don't you just live on uh, grilled fish and some berries, children? Oh, God. Uh, so Winston says, very sensibly, it could be a few days before they're rescued so that they should stockpile some fruit because it's not like it's going to go off and it means they won't have to go out scavenging every time they feel hungry. And Jessica suggests that they divide the chores and that she will decorate my end of the beach <laughs> with flowers. What? Just the most pointless thing she could possibly think of. Decorating a beach. And then uh, she has a fantasy about um, how when they get rescued, she'll be wearing a palm frond skirt and will be reclining in a tropical bower. Yeah. I mean... Okay, Moana, I don't know why. <laughs> it's really not a priority right now, you'd imagine, but there you go. Um, well, Winston is a lot more sensible and he says, look, we have to build a shelter and keep some firewood dry in it because the cl- sky is starting to cloud over. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And Jessica is being a massive baby and to the extent that 
I can almost but not quite forgive Winston when he's like rolling his eyes and says, oh, women. Oh, yeah. That got my back up as well. <laughs> I, I mean, Winston, I, I expect a better of yeah. him, to be honest. Well, I know. He does come mm. to a pretty sound compromise, though, that at least kind of, you know, he kind of knows how to work her a little bit, I think, that he's like, look, if we, if we make a shelter, then you can pick flowers and decorate it because at least, you know, the shelter will be made at that point and they'll have that much done rather than decorating a fucking beach, which is stupid and pointless. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, he she can decorate the the shelter when it's done, and um, when Jessica agrees because she doesn't want she realizes that if she's soaking wet when the rescuers arrive, which she is somehow convinced will be hunks, um, <laughs> she will look even worse. Um, so she needs some shelter to protect her hair. Absolutely, yeah. So they build a really impressive shelter. I mean, I was reading this and I was like, damn, this is impressive because I couldn't do any of this whatsoever. Absolutely like. not. Yeah. It's got like, they've used some some uh, rocks at the back as to make a back wall. Um, then they get like pillars to support the front end of the shelter. And then they're literally sewing together um, branches and, and palm leaves to make yeah. a roof. Like there was some string apparently in this like emergency kit that, that Winston managed to salvage from the lifeboat and they what I don't know how long that piece of string is but they managed to like sew together an entire roof and walls out of yeah. this for the chatter <laughs> and it sounds really impressive. I know. And they're rightly we're told they're thrilled with the product of their labour as well they might be in fairness. Yeah. And uh, they're so they're delighted with themselves and Winston uh, is going to make a, shower, a, a fire pit while Jessica makes a sofa out of palm leaves. I mean, this can only be a pile of palm leaves. There's no other way for that to be anything but literally a pile of palm leaves. But okay. How many palm leaves? And she makes a curtain out of vines so that each of their own sort of quarters. Hmm. And when... uh, when Winston, who has just finished making the very practical fire pit, ducks back inside and uh, and he's impressed by Jessica's uh, um, creations. So, wow, this is wild, he enthused. Kind of primitive, kind of psychedelic. I bet they feature this in the next issue of Good Housekeeping. And Jessica <laughs> has an explanation for her skills. <laughs> yeah, she shrugs and she's like, what can I say? My mom's an interior designer. I guess that's where my exquisite taste comes from. <laughs> oh, she may have no Spanish tiles, but she'll make the best of what she has. Absolutely. She will work with what she finds. Yeah. So they chill on the sofa and they share a nice moment. It, it actually is quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Winston says he's seen a new site her on the island. I'm not sure he has because well, yeah. <laughs> she's really been quite selfish and only given in to... Uh, to making a shelter because of the damage that being in the rain might do to her hair. But anyway, <laughs> uh, she says she's seen a new side to him too. And she never thought a practical joker could be so practical. Hmm. Yeah. And they kind of, yeah, I suppose they kind of see something different in each other. And it's like, oh, they kind of have a nice friendly moment. And it's, it's yeah. cute. Yeah. But of course, being Jessica, she starts worrying that she's already losing her mind because she's liking Winston. <laughs> <laughs> and then he breaks the spell by saying that they need to do all that foraging. Yes. Cut back to the casa where the Wakefields feel powerless. No. Um, but it turns out that Bruce has been talking to Nicholas Morrow. Uh-huh. He's got a plan. He does, yes, because Nicholas has a boat. Uh, but it was the same boat he was like trying to get Elizabeth out on that time as well, wasn't it? Or there was, oh, yeah. There was some mention of a boat, I think, before there all right. Was. So, so this it was is actually very, yeah, established. Very Dennis from Always Sunny. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the implication. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> so the implication boat returns. <laughs> the SS implication. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to turn into a rescue mission, apparently. Yeah, because uh, because Nicholas is an experienced sailor, he's uh, offering to take the boat out and uh, do their own search for the lads. Yeah. Um, and Ned and Alice just consider, oh, should we let our daughter and our son go out on the sea after our other daughter has vanished? Um, the, 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 the day after, literally. Like. <laughs> oh, off I you guess. go, lads. Yeah, okay, off you go, grand. Seriously. Um, so yeah, they go to the to the docks and they meet Nick, Bruce and Ken. And uh, Nick has, Nicholas, Nicholas has a moment where he remembers poor dead Regina, RIP. Oh, God. And then they set off and Bruce takes the wheel um, and he he's speeding through the water because, he says, I happen to know for a fact that Jessica Wakefield doesn't like to be kept waiting. He's smooth. <laughs> he is, it's true. <laughs> and his sort of confident attitude uh, boosts Liz's spirits and she's sure that, you know, if Jessica must be alive out there somewhere. But when they reach the site of the boat accident, uh, the things start to change because the, the weather yeah, the weather starts to change again and clearly nobody in this town checks the weather forecast ever because this <laughs> is now the second time the second time they've been surprised by a storm it's like really just throw an eye over the forecast maybe yeah. just check like I know I know it's Sweet Valley and it never rains and it's literally always sunny in Sweet Valley but like come on but just check really so often <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, oh no, there's another storm within an hour of us going out to sea. Like, Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Bring the mess. Look at the paper. I mean, really, look at the news. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they go, they head back and they find uh, the back of the casa and Ned and Alice are in great distress because they heard about the storm warning, but they obviously didn't bother to check the bloody weather forecast themselves. Jesus, I know. Nobody checks it. It's gas. <laughs> And uh, Liz tries to jest, but then Alice starts crying. So she can't lose them too. And um, later on, uh, Stephen tells Liz that Lazarus's words really freaked him out because it sort of implied that she had already felt she had lost Jessica forever. Yeah, the wording has kind of shaken the pair of them, I think, the way she's like, lose you too. It's like, oh no, but she's not lost. Is she? Uh, well, Liz claims that she would know if Jess was dead. And in fairness, in the Sweet Valley universe, they have kind of established it, that twin tuition is a thing. True. Yes, she would know if there was mortal danger, she'd be all over it. Of course she would. Back on the island, Jessica admits that Winston was right to, quote, give her a good kick in the backside and make her do some work. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I mean, about time. And uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of really getting on well. They are, like surprisingly well. Yeah, they're kind of, and they, they start thinking about, oh, or Jess is like, if I was at home now, I'd probably be on my way to the dairy burger. And they start thinking about like burgers and pizzas and chocolate milkshakes and stuff. And it's like, oh no, we shouldn't torture ourselves like this. So yeah, because <laughs> they're remembering the, uh, the delicacies of Sweet Valley hotspots, the dairy burger and Guido's. Indeed, yes. So uh, they um, they decide to they start wondering whether you know how how long it could possibly take them to uh, to get rescued and wondering you know Jessica's like is everybody really worried about us by now like yes Jessica you've been away for twenty four hours of course they're worried about you <laughs> you fell into the sea like they're even worried about Winston imagine. <laughs> I'm surprised she doesn't think that like the nation is in mourning about her. It seems quite of uncharacteristic for her not to assume that everybody's incredibly worried about her. <laughs> um, but anyway, they uh, they 
they, she starts uh, thinking about, you know, the. she almost likes the idea of being mysteriously lost at sea with everyone fussing and worrying and talking about her. <laughs> She doesn't get enough attention, you see. Oh, yeah, well, we've established that. (laughs) Jesus, I didn't think she'd actually be in a fucking shipwreck in order to get it, but apparently... She, I bet she was, she was below deck drilling holes in that boat to get this attention. <laughs> <laughs> she pushed Winston in. She did. <laughs> so they head off to harvest some uh, some oranges and fruits and she uses the aforementioned gauze shirt as a sort of basket. And yeah, so she managed to, yeah, to keep a bunch of, uh, of oranges. Always, also, by the way, like the whole time they're like picking berries and fruit and stuff, I was convinced at some point they were going to end up getting like food poisoning or being sick or something but everything appears to be edible so it's all fine (laughs) they're very lucky with the uh, undergrowth of this island I guess they have orange trees so they're quite straightforward I guess Um, so they they've got a lot of oranges at this stage and Jessica suggests they head back but Winston wants to head up to the cliff where there's loads of uh, blackberries and or blueberries and they're, they're they're really tired when they get up there but before they can get to the berries Winston lets out a yelp because he's seen something. Uh-oh, he's frozen in terror looking at whatever it is. And when Jessica eventually catches up to him, I think she actually bumps into him, doesn't she? Because he's just she stopped does. suddenly. But uh, yeah, he, uh, what was it? It's uh, She sees teeth flashing and it's a <gasps> bear. A bear! <laughs> I How guess. Just one bear. It's like lost. There's just <laughs> a bear on this little weird island. What is happening? <laughs> if they hang around long enough, there'll be a smoke monster as well. It's all going to kick off. <laughs> and a hatch. <laughs> so I do not buy what happens next. I just think this is very out of character because Winston just drops all the stuff he's painstakingly collected and he runs behind Jessica and shelters yeah. behind her. I just do yeah. not think he would do that. I don't think so either. Yeah. Because it's one thing about running away from the bear, but I absolutely do not think he would stand behind somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, this is more like a Jessica move. Like he's not generally established as a selfish character. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jessica realises that the bear just wants their fruit. So she throws it behind the bear so the bear would go after it. But Winston is too scared to even throw an orange at a bear. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the bear just ambles off and Jessica has to drag Winston away. Yeah. Oh, there's actually a clap of thunder, isn't there? Because this storm has uh, is starting to to brew up properly. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that, that I think it's more that than the oranges they actually get rid of the bear in the end. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> um. So anyway, they they are safe, and they head back to the um, they head back to the the cozy shelter, and Winston is just silent, and uh, he hasn't said a word since they got there. Yeah, she's kind of she's trying to trying to joke with him and stuff, but he's just sitting there like with his shoulders all slumped and he just won't say anything. And initially they um they she thought that he was just feeling uh he was scared of the bear coming to get him, but then she realizes mm. he's feeling ashamed of himself. Oh, yeah. He says he's a failure and a coward. And she reminds him that look, you basically took charge the whole time and if it wasn't for you, uh we would be freezing wet and starving right now. And says that she genuinely admires him. Oh. And he's basically like, wow, I never thought I'd hear you say that. I mean, yeah, fair. I can understand his surprise, really. <laughs> yes. And he admits that she thought that he was a snob. She always th- he always thought she was a bit of a snob. She says she always thought he was a goon. <laughs> Both accurate. <laughs> and he's like, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, they kind of bond then and make up and it's all cool. Yeah. And actually, he says, look, he knows he sometimes overdoes the class clown thing to sort of live up to his reputation. And he knows he was being 
kind of annoying the day before and and she admits well the you know the main reason I was annoyed because I was trying to put moves on Ken (laughs) and she says they both learned uh, a lot about each other and um he they sort of have really nice genuinely nice moment yeah they actually are kind of being friendly and it's it's really nice yeah so eventually the rain stops after they've gone through like playing 20 questions played charades I wish we got to see that <laughs> they played imagine? truth or dare oh I'd like to see that <laughs> and um, then they uh, they there's a they start, tensions are starting to get uh, or creep in because Winston is worried that like one of their never rescued and Maria will forget about it and go off with a jock I mean, yeah, I don't think it would take him being stuck on an island for that to happen, though. Like, no shade to Maria, but like, it's always a possibility in Sweet Valley High, let's face it. True. And Jessica um, decides, OK, they need to take a bit of a break. Uh, she's starting to feel a bit down. And Winston whistles up a fishing pole um, made out of a branch, some string and a safety pin from the emergency kit. Mm. And Jessica just wanders off and starts to just feel a bit, uh, bit bleak. And she starts wondering, what if they were stuck there forever? No. Jessica pictured herself 20 years from now, still dressed in the same ragged outfit that we will mention later. <laughs> with snarled hair down to her feet. Oh my God. And she asks, how was she supposed to shave her legs and brush her teeth? And I cannot oh believe they've acknowledged that the Wakefield twins have leg hair. Have leg hair, I know. Like same, you. I was really surprised. <laughs> genuinely stunned um, and then she has all these terrible visions of Liz marrying Jeffrey and Stephen marrying um, Cara and Jessica being deprived of her right to be made of honour oh my god so she, and then the worst of all prospects that the re, she realises I'll never sh- shop at the Valley Mall again, Jessica wailed to herself. All the new, new European fashions will come in at Lisette's and I won't be there to wear them. And then the worst of all, I'll be wearing palm leaves while Lila wears the latest Italian leather outfits. It's not fair. Holy shit. I, I... Oh, 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 oh. oh my God. I need more detail about these leather outfits. <laughs> I think we need to see. I, Lila, clad in Italian leather from head to toe, is quite a mental image. Amazing. So yeah, they're all the, then she thinks of all the things she'll never do. No more greasy fries and double chocolate shakes at the, di- at the dairy burger. Um, somebody will take over as co-captain of the cheerleaders and change all the great cheers I made up. <laughs> and then the worst thing is, is since I'm not there to share it, Liz will have the car all to herself and mom and dad will probably give her my bedroom too. They'll spoil her to death. They'll probably double her allowance. <laughs> that's too much for her. She starts crying. Oh, that's what does it, yeah. Because <laughs> she thinks that the best years of her life will be wasted stuck on an island with Winston Egbert. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying prospect. <laughs> but then something happens. Yeah, just as she's really kind of falling into the depths of depression about this, a black dot appears in the sky and grows <gasps> larger. And it's a helicopter. Hooray! And it uh, turns out that the pilot is a hunk. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> hey, he looks sort of cute, she thought for a second. Because, <laughs> oh, of course, God. she can't uh, get her mind out of... Uh, I don't even know how to describe her at this stage. I mean, just general horn doggery. I mean, she's just she's she's just up for it all the time. 
And, uh, very true. Single-minded. Very much so. So they returned to land to a media frenzy. It's It sounds wild. Like, I, I thought there was just one newspaper but uh, but there's like a hundred reporters yeah. in Sweet Valley. Yeah, she imagines being interviewed by Oprah, which seems kind of a timeless reference. Indeed, and she jokes that maybe they should get lost at sea every week because that means she gets <laughs> the attention she craves. Hey, and they do a press conference, sort of impromptu press conference, um, which is quite something. Like. Jessica is, I mean, is anyone surprised at this? But that's, she's got form in in the uh, field of what she does next. I know, like if any of us expected humility, then more fool us really, because uh, yes. she basically makes it sound like she single-handedly kept her and Winston alive the whole time. And like, was like, well, I swam all the way and there was sharks and then I got to the island and I built a shelter and, you know, I really helped Winston out. <laughs> and the best thing is, is that Winston is just looking at her with an raised eyebrow and is clearly finding this hilarious, which actually makes me really like him because... He doesn't, uh, I think he would be completely justified to go, what the fuck, I did all that. But True, instead he's yeah. like, oh, did, oh, you did all this, did you? Okay. Really? <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> That's it, because she looks over at him and he's got an eyebrow raised as if to say, then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I love Winston in this book, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but then their family, they see the, the Wakefield and the Egberts arrive, so they just rush over to them and there's a joyous reunion. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Um, and a slightly uh, tragic uh, revelation that Mr. Egbert is clearly quite repressed because he just keeps shaking Winston's hand. Oh, this is so weird. Like, he doesn't hug his son at all. He's just yeah. shaking his hand. Like, We're so glad him. to see you, Winston. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Winston is... Um, is is his cheery self and he sees Mar- Maria and embraces her and swings her around and says, right. not going to let her go for quite some time. And, yeah. Uh, very charming. So the Wakefields he- head back home and Jessica says that everything will be back to normal. And Alice says, you mean everything's back to crazy? Huh? <laughs> oh, Alice. <laughs> uh, come on, ya, mom, you love us, Jessica teased. You wouldn't have it any other way. and so all's well that ends well cut to the oracle office where sadly there's no Mr. Collins but there are I know (laughs) I mean really well I guess we he was in good form last time so you know we'll we'll take what we can get now Uh, and he is going to be referred to in a minute because Liz and uh, Olivia are just finishing up for the day and Liz has been proofreading a piece on the shipwreck that she hopes will answer everyone's questions because apparently Jessica is just going around telling crazy and crazier stories every day. <laughs> yeah, I think was it, does she say that she's heard about 17 different versions of this story by now that it just keeps yes. changing every time. Yeah, And uh, Olivia jokes about like Jessica will end up, can end up on a desert island with a guy while Olivia can't even get a date. And it turns out that since she and Roger broke up, she's just there's been no one that's caught her eye. Oh. And she's got higher standards than Jess, who will just literally do a sort of a ranking of like, who's the best of the available ones? Okay, you'll do. <laughs> who's around and in my immediate vicinity? Okay, cool, let's go. <laughs> right, that'll do. Yeah. Um, so uh, they walk out of school and they meet Penny, who has some news. 
from Mr. Collins. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, so uh, the school is going to have an experimental programme of mini courses. Ooh. So local, local experts are going to come in to teach classes like acting, filmmaking, photography, even computer game design. <gasps> so they can, uh, yeah, so students can like study subjects the school doesn't offer or that doesn't fit into their schedules. So I don't know, is this like after school or how this works exactly? But uh, yeah. It's it's cool anyway. Like it's um, uh, it seems like a pretty good scheme, and they bump into Jess and Lila, who are also intrigued. They've heard about the mini course business, and they're up for it. Yes, indeed. Lila heard that there's a, a course in jewellery design, and she's like, "Ooh!" But I also heard there might be a modelling course. It's like Lila, just let it go. Just, okay, yeah, give up. We know what's going to stop you <laughs> there. So just... it's not going to happen. <laughs> Oh, you can do all the modeling courses you want, but unless they have a cure for flat faces, then you are not going to be on the cover of Ingenue anytime soon. But um, Jessica, anyway, doesn't see the point in doing one of those classes. Because <laughs> there'll be too many girls. Oh, God. Well, ever horny, she's like, I'm considering yeah. electronics. Just think, if I signed up for that, I'd be surrounded by a room full of boys. <laughs> Wow. It re- seriously, it is her highest motivation for literally everything she does. Oh, God. Um, and that makes Olivia ponder the possibility of meeting a new guy in a mini course. Uh-huh. She's considering photography. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she'd always wanted to know more about photography, but then it also means, yeah, new people and new boys around. So she's like, hmm, because apparently all the guys in school are so used to thinking of her as being like with Roger. Yeah. No one even thinks about asking her out. So she needs some fresh meat. (laughs) Indeed. Um, (laughs) And uh, the thing is, Shoni, the the courses are in school. So I don't know where she thinks these strangers are going to come from. I know. Unless like, is it? what's the other school big mesa is that it yeah mesa pacific High or something yeah. yeah maybe maybe some other schools are gonna or the students are gonna converge on the school yeah because otherwise it is just the same guys from sweet valley I this time i don't know well olivia uh is optimistic about it because we're told she couldn't shake the feeling that something terrific was waiting for her just Ooh. around the corner all right optimism i love it and so can you because that's the end of the story and can you read us out I can. <laughs> I'm going to try and read it like I read it for the first time yesterday. <laughs> so it's, will Olivia Davidson find the romance she's dreaming of when mini courses come to Sweet Valley High? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 57, Teacher Crush. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've read this one. Now, I, I think it's safe to say that no... Uh, I mean, nothing illegal happens. Um, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a while, so uh, I think consider yeah. yourself forewarned, listeners. Indeed. Yeah, I don't think I know this book that's coming up. So. Oh uh, no, I'm, I do. I'm, I'm intrigued and worried. <laughs> yes, because I know I can remember the Jessica subplot. It does involve a uh, class full of boys. Okay. So. Um, Yes, it's, I mean, <laughs> the name in itself, I, I think, is an example of how much things have changed over the last 30 years. Because it's a worrying title, yeah. Very much so. So let's change the subject and uh, give us some stats and outfits. I'd be delighted to. <laughs> um, so now the Blue Green Eyes only got one mention, which is shoddy. Hmm. But, uh, one? Yeah, the, one, I know. But the wow. Blondes got like five mentions. So okay, that's pretty good. Out. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. even even said a little bit. Uh, yeah. In terms of outfits, so when the gals are getting on the boat, uh, Elizabeth is wearing uh, a shell pink scooped neck top, Bermuda shorts, and sneakers. Hmm. Classic. Very practical. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, Jessica's castaway outfit, as it ends up being, is uh, is hilarious. So Uh-oh. she's wearing uh, new flimsy sandals, the same cherry red as her toenail polish. Mm. Uh, her very short, very snug iced denim shorts, <laughs> which amazing. I looked it up, and it's basically stonewash. So I was going to say, good, yeah, yeah, a good like white, uh, white and denim kind of vibe. It's oh great. my god. Uh, but that makes the most of her slim bronzed legs. And on top, she's wearing a skimpy bandeau top oh <laughs> with her shoulders bare for optimal tanning. And uh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, she's basically in her underwear. Because then of course the gauzy shirt just thrown over that as uh, some manner of like, look, I'm actually wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> just um, about. I can't believe that that bandeau top stayed on her in the waves. Very true, actually. Yeah. I'm surprised that, you know, her life jacket got a bl- uh, blown away I was going to say um, washed away the gauzy shirt however managed to and the bandeau top managed to stay uh, on her body I'm convinced they stayed put yeah um, so yeah I mean I think that is quite I know we didn't get a wide variety of outfits but I think that's quite an iconic look it is to be fair yeah and I mean you know she was in the one location for most of the book so kind of had to True. give it to her that uh, you know it's a good outfit and she got the most out of it <laughs> and I guess she did we didn't count those outfits but she did fantasize about wearing like a palm frond skirt and stuff so you know that is true. Yeah, that's part of when she's, uh, where is it? Oh, yes, when she's reclining against her bower of fragrant tropical flowers. Indeed. Uh, she, she envisions herself wearing palm fronds and pink hibiscus woven in her loose flowing hair. So, yeah, yeah it's very, uh, very Polynesian looking of Indeed. her. Indeed. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, on that fragrant note, I believe you, <laughs> listeners. Uh, but do please share your thoughts. Have you ever been on a uh, chemistry school trip to a tropical island? I guess. <laughs> uh, have you ever been shipwrecked? Do you know what a Sweet Valley fight song might be? Because um, mm. I'm a bit scared. I uh, need to know more. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> we were very grateful to everybody who shared their uh, thoughts on um, letters and varsity and all that. You were very helpful listeners. So thank yes. you. And pep rallies. We actually get it now. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we get it. We're still a bit sort of baffled just by the whole concept, but you know, we we have been uh, appraised of the facts. Yes, we are suitably informed now. Yeah. Yes. So, if there's any uh, any more knowledge you'd like to share, you know where to get hold of us. Us, you can find us on Twitter at SBH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are, are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can find out more of uh, podcasts from the network at HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff on Twitter. So we will see you in another two weeks. Mm. <sighs> when we find out... <laughs> the most questionably named book so far. <laughs> indeed. What happens when Olivia Davidson has a... Teacher, Teacher crush. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm so worried. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.